Ladies and gentlemen, your boy is back. Let me just make sure I share this shit like I'm supposed to. <laughs> 2024. 2024, we in the building. Season five of The Smoker. That shit is crazy when I think about it. Like when I say it out loud, season five of The Smoke Pit. Now it's weird. We've been doing this since 2020. And you're like, it's only 2024. How do you get to a season five? Well, let me tell you how I got to a season five, my boy. Uh, first, let me uh, share this link out. And uh, so we started uh, about May of 2020. And then uh, we all had a get together, the DFP and fam over in Dayton. Uh, October of that same year. So our first season was kind of from May to October. Then we started season two. So from October, I think we tried it from like that October to the new year. Then we started a new season. So each season starts in the new year. Um, so that's how we get five seasons in about four months or four years or something like that. And some change. Uh, as we start our season five premiere. Uh, you see, it's a solo show, man. I'm rocking solo dolo. Um, but it's all good. My man Black is uh, traveling. He's going up to Vegas, uh, handling some family biz. Wish him all the best. I know he wants to be here. Big show. First Friday, by the way, which is why we are not behind the Patreon paywall. We're out here with you guys. Um, mm Sorry, it's taking so long. Usually we have all this stuff squared away, but we got to share it to these different groups. Uh, but it's an amazing thing. Don't worry about it. But when the show starts, when Z show starts, did I just share it on the fucking... Jesus Christ. Get your life together, Willie. Uh, 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 uh. Share to a group. It used to let me share to multiple groups at once, but uh, it's being weird now. It's being weird. But it's all good, man. Share to a group. But we're going to have a good time tonight. Oh, here we go. Got it. Uh, 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 uh. One more group to share it to. One more group to share it to. Or did I? Oh, that's how I do it. Never mind. Never mind, never mind. Oh, well, let me do that. Son of a bitch. It's all gravy. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I do not mean to hold you up. But as you can see, Solo Dolo, like I said, it's the homie Mac, a.k.a. your boy. 
coming at you with episode 124 of the smoke pitch which just happens to be the first episode of 2024 which also happens to be season five premiere of the show um looking forward to having a good time free friday so it's everywhere uh the facebook machine uh the uh twitch machine and then once i pretty this video up with some after touches some videos some things in between i'll present it out on the 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 youtube machine all of that great stuff so without further delay i want to welcome you all to season five of the smoke pit episode 124 and uh how about we just go ahead and start it right now Welcome to the smoke pit. It's Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the smoke pit, it's time for us to show off. It's been a long week, come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions, I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac, welcome to the smoke pit. Yep. Friday night, mood is right. It is I, the homie Mac, aka your boy, coming solo, episode one twenty four, the Smoke Pit, free first Friday. I keep saying free Friday, first Friday, and we're starting this thing where uh, every first Friday of the month we're going to bring the episode live to the Facebook, to the Twitch, and all that good stuff. Not behind the Patreon paywall, so everybody else can kind of jump in. Uh, it's it's our give back to the community. They've done a lot for us, and we just want to make sure get back to our roots where we just started going live on the public platform for everybody and everybody was able to jump in and enjoy it so we wanted to bring that back for everybody here we are homie taylor stith in the building what up girl uh one half of the queens of nerdum crew uh appreciate you jumping on spending your friday nights with the homies um but like we always do it this time go ahead and have the shots now this is the first shot of the year for the smoke pit um might be for the network i think this is the first episode we have done as the network what up danielle uh since the new year so i want to set us off on a good foot on my dfpn uh brethren and sisters this toast is for us we already had our plan we know what we're going to do this year so let's go ahead and get after it all the other pit masters watching this is also to you you know what it is 2024 make it your bitch here here salute that's that peach crown on deck for your boy um i also got water on actually it's uh crystal light because you know 2024 new year new me we out here but uh just trying to be responsible out here so you're not just thinking i'm out here trying to get lit lit but um you know how we rock if this is your first time with us please take time to look at the description see all the links we got going on um i want to draw special attention to the merch we got new merch layouts or new merch designs that have just been uploaded last night uh in honor of the bracket that we're currently running, which we'll get into later tonight. A couple of Nickelodeon themed uh, designs in there. Uh, so just click the link down there to Spring, 
and uh, see what we got for you. Um, also, you see the Patreon link there in the description. That is where you're going to be seeing the show live Friday at 8 every week outside of the first Friday, which is like you got right now. But um, click the link, see what you got going on in there, and feel free to, uh, you know, uh, join if you like. Um, but these shows do drop live on YouTube every Monday, so don't think that we're just keeping stuff from you all. All right. Now, now that I got all that out of the way, ha, smoke pit, my pit masters. Y'all have been busy in the group. We took two weeks off, two and a half weeks or something like that. You guys have been uh, very busy in the uh, the smoke pit podcast fan group, uh, which if you are new here, also check the link in the description, all that other good stuff. Also, if you're looking at this, you're seeing this video. Share it on your timeline. Let's get some more people in here because we got some stuff to talk about uh, this week. Uh, first thing I want to do is talk about some of the posts that I've been seeing in our uh, fan group. And uh, for that, we are going into a segment that I would like to call uh, the house meeting. So uh, sit back and let's get ready to talk about it, family. think we need to have a house meeting y'all yo 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 what up time for the house meeting so for this segment what we like to do is go into our fan group figure out what our family members are talking about and uh kind of have a discussion on it so so i want to start this off um i'm a fan of college basketball i love sports and uh, I realized that there will be matchups uh, where one team is obviously better than the other team, right? Um, no matter what the other team can do, just the caliber of talent on the other team is going to outshine what you have going on. But I have seen a score between two women college basketball teams. And this is absolutely ridiculous. Now, there was one, I think, a couple years ago uh, where a team got beat by, like, 80 or 90 points right like it was it was ridiculous it was yikes and then apparently i don't know if the reason the coach was fired from the winning team was because he relentlessly beat this other team or for whatever other reason right however the score i'm about to show you ladies and gentlemen is is the most disrespectful thing i've seen in my life um this comes from a game where a division what like low tier division one team, the Grambling State Tigers. Now that is a HBCU uh, based out of uh, Louisiana. I have not heard of this team playing any sports outside of football. And then when they do play football, the only reason you know about them is because their band is legit, apparently. Either way, uh, they played a team called uh, the College of Biblical Studies, a D2 school based out of Houston. Now, I did not mispronounce the name of that school. It is called the College of Biblical Studies. Ladies and gentlemen, when I tell you, I'm looking at this score right now. Before I put it up on the screen, I don't care how religious you are. You know what I'm saying? I don't care how in the word of God you are. If you come together and be like, let's make a basketball team, and you get beat by a score like this, you have to sin like something has to register inside of you 
in order uh, for this for this to even be considered cool or acceptable uh, for you. Da 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 da. Look at this score. College of Biblical Studies. What are we doing out here? Why even show up to the game? You know what? You know what? If uh, or for those who are listening, I'm sorry because you may just be listening. Um, so the final score of this game was 159 to 18. Uh, yes, that is rough. <laughs> Says in the comments. Oh no, that's rough. That is very rough. It is a very rough uh, game. Um, in the picture, you can see a couple of the College of Biblical Studies. Um, what is their mascot? I don't know. It looks like a albatross. The ambassadors. So their mascot is the ambassadors. However, uh, looking at their logo, it looks like a uh, like a seagull. They're probably trying to tell people it's an eagle. It looks like an albatross or some shit. Um, the this this level of beatdown. Um, I don't know how NCAA works, but there's nothing about this game where the other team can feel any kind of positive. There's no silver lining. There's no uh, good takeaways. The only lesson learned to take away from this is that the contributing factor is y'all should not be on a team. Because I swear to God, when you look at the records, you're looking at uh, what you call it, Grambling being uh, six and five, right? And then you're looking at biblical studies. This is their apparently their first game ever in the history of this school. Congratulations on them for getting a team together. I want to say that out loud. Um, but goddamn, this should be the only game they play in their school history. It should be the only game these women come together with the, the singular goal of putting an orange spear through a hoop that is also orange, located approximately 10 feet above the ground. Um, they should not be wanting to do this ever again in their life. I got people in the comments, College of Biblical Studies got hands so they could pray more. <laughs> the College of Biblical, what the fuck happened? I'm, I'm just saying like, all right, I, I don't want to get religious, but we're we're gonna we're gonna tap dance on this shit a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna tap dance around this shit. You're out here with a school named after an activity that millions of Americans do on Sundays and Wednesdays and sometimes Fridays, depending on the church. You're letting the whole world know what it is that your school is about. You ain't over here getting no degree in, you know, electrical engineering. You ain't over here getting no degree in cybersecurity, information technology. You ain't over here getting no medical degree. You ain't over here for no law school. You know what you came to this school to do was to study the Bible. And nobody was bothering you. Everybody was sitting back. You know what? Go ahead and study this Bible. We ain't got no problems with you. If you want a school where that's what you can focus on, you go ahead and do that. And they was out there living their life. Then one day, the dean or the athletic director or whoever at this school was just like, you know what we need? We need a basketball team. And then I don't know who it was at. Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and go to the Bible study and ask some people to raise their hand and see if they want to play some basketball. 
Does anybody want to play basketball? They probably had six people raise their hand. I don't know. Um, so they're like, okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, in the middle of the already season that's going on, there's a season already going on, ladies and gentlemen. Because obviously, Grambling is like they were ten games in; they were sitting at five and five, and then College of Biblical Studies came up. Was like, hey, yo, Grambling, we just starting up. And we're deciding to select you for our first opponent. Now, if I was Grambling, <laughs> College of You ain't got no future in this. They got stomped like they stomp on the devil. <laughs> Yo, these comments, wow. <laughs> they wanted a b-ball team to spread the word on how to catch hands and still say no to the devil. <laughs> it is, it, it is, like, I would take it if I was Grambling. Disrespect. Like, you guys never played a game of college basketball in your life. I'm I'm understand that Grambling. I understand that we as Grambling are not the powerhouse D1 school. But how dare you hit us up and be like, we want to try our first game against you. There is no fear in you guys to play us. Like you didn't go and ask Baylor to play. You ain't asked the University of Houston to play. You ain't asked University of Texas to play. You ain't asked Texas Tech to play. You ain't asked Texas A&M to play. They all in your state. You came all the way over here to Los Angeles, Louisiana, and was like, hey, yo, Grambling. Hey, let's run one real quick. Grambling was like, the the mitigated goal for you guys to pop out of nowhere and try to play us in basketball. Now that's why you got the score you got, 18 to 159. Now, let me go back to my first point. College of Biblical Studies, you out here as an ambassador of God, prosperity, believe in him, blessings will come. You will always win. In the, I guess, the grand scheme of life. Obviously, you're not winning this game. But good things are supposed to come to those that study and follow the word of God. Amen. Now look at us. Now look look at this. How is this a testimony? How is this an advertisement for the things of God? Who is looking at this and be like, all good things come to those who follow the word of God? This is the most astronomical, the most lopsided, the most absurd, the most, why did you waste 40 minutes of my goddamn time I've seen in my life? What do you think this does for the recruiting of the College of Biblical Studies? Which I'm sure was already at an all-time low. Because if I'm an 18-year-old and I'm like, bro, I'm looking for a school to go to, the first one, <laughs> my brother, the book of Job. Bro, this, Job ain't even got beat like this, bro. <laughs> Job was taking some L's in his book. He ain't take no L's like this, my guy. <laughs> Look at this. This is absurd bro like i'm surprised the college of biblical studies didn't just start going draymond green and just hurting people like at this point you gotta fight people they can't even say they tried with a score like that that's what i'm saying like there is no live footage of this game i tried looking if you could find a video of this game let me know let me know because i wanted to see the effort that these ladies were putting in or lack thereof pull up their roster i asked a question it's probably just them two in the picture cj <laughs> That score was in paying ties. <laughs> one eighth. <laughs> it was a one tenth. One tenth of the score Grambling had. They did to pay. <laughs> That's their tithe and offering. They were like, 
We're going to pay a tenth of whatever grandma scores, and then we'll put a little bit on top of that for, for something. I understand they got to start somewhere, and this is in the comments. They got to start somewhere. I understand that. But you got if you're a D2 school, how about you play the lowest D2 school? Because you got you to get to, you know, you got to get your feet wet, bro. You got to get your feet wet. You just can't jump in there and start trying to challenge D1 schools. This was David and Goliath in the multiverse, but the Goliath variant was. What up, Blake? <laughs> this is, I don't even know, like, the coach, what do you tell your team in the locker room? What do you, what do, you do? There's nothing. This is just me. Maybe I'm just, you know, pessimistic. But I like to call myself a realist. What do you do when you go back to the locker room and you see this score and you know you lost by this much? I'm trying to do the math in my head. 149. You lost by 141 points. You lost by approximately like 45 three-pointers. 47 three-pointers. No, a little bit less. Like, bro. And 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 they let this shit go down. Now, I am now a fan, and I'm going to be following everything the College of Biblical Study does, athletic-wise. And I'm going to wish for them the best. Uh, so you can expect the smoke pit to kind of stay close and keep you in the loop, keep you updated. The smoke pit is your number one stop, your number one source for College of Biblical Study athletics. And, 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 and this is a promise, all 2024. We standing on business, and we are rooting for the College of Biblical Studies. I'm about to see if they got some merch out there. I'm going to buy a jersey. I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Let's go College of Biblical Study Ambassadors. <laughs> Coach is going to be like, well, at least we got some points. Let's do more of that next time. <laughs> what AD say? You say nothing. You just get your Bible out of the locker room. <laughs> Bro, you just open the Bible and be like, Jesus wept. So do we. Get your things, ladies. Let's go. <laughs> we here at the smoke pit. Yes, we. We are going to sit here and keep an eye on the College of Biblical Studies. And when they get their first win, we all going to celebrate with them. How about that? Oh, man. Good times. Good times. There's another thing I want to talk about that was posted in the group. Uh, let me go ahead and remove this. And uh, get to one of the main things that has been popping off. Now, this is new to me. I found out about it, and I was just like, I need to talk about this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, there's an epidemic going on around here. Um, now, a few years back, technology has blessed us with uh, drinking vessels like a Yeti uh there's other different variants that learn how to keep drinks either cold or hot over long periods of time and um everybody's been cool with it now people were looking at yeti like yeti you're charging a lot for this technology it works however there are other variants out there that we can use uh arctic is one uh i think tregus or turgus is another like double insulated uh vacuum cup Things like that to keep your drinks cold. Um, I had just found out today uh, there is a new cup on the market called the Stanley Cup. And when I say that, I know there may be some sports fans that are watching. 
the championship in the National Hockey League is also called the Stanley Cup. But this is way less smaller, but probably the same price as the actual Stanley Cup in the NHL. Um, I shall bring up a few of these pictures. Now, I have been informed that the prices you're about to see, ladies and gentlemen, let me just say this. Some of them are, uh, what's the word for this? Goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> Goddamn ridiculous because they are being resold. I'm being told, i.e., like, um, think of it like uh, the sneaker game. So, certain shoes they only make certain amount of quantities, there's only like 1500 pairs of shoes made, and then that even that's even a smaller group when you look at the quantities in each size being distributed. So, 1500 shoes. Maybe there's only 100, 150 made in size 10 and a half, 111. You know what I'm saying? So they're pretty rare shoes. So people will buy these shoes with the intent to not wear them, but to just turn around quickly and resell them for twice, triple, quadruple, sometimes ridiculous amount. Shoes that'll be $120 retail get resold on the market for thousands of dollars. I'm not mad. It's it's supply and demand. It's whatever it is. Nike knows what they're doing. So do these other shoe companies. Never in my life would I have thought. <laughs> Never in my life will I have thought. <laughs> People are already in these comments talking about these cups. Let me bring this up. Add to the stage. Look at the price of these. A 30 ounce. Tumbler. 30 ounce tumbler is $700. The lowest ask, $700. 30 ounces. So this holds 30 ounces of liquid, $700. The cup next to it also holds 30 ounces of water. However, it is $84. So it must be something with the color of this cup that cost it to be 700 now granted that's the lowest ask that is the owner saying this is what i'm willing to sell this cup for directly over here the same color stanley cup that holds more water 40 ounces the person is only asking 180 and it holds 10 ounces more water and people are just leaving like this person I get it. This person is like, fuck, let me see what woman is out here uh, willing to pay the price for this for this huge ass uh, cup. Now, again, here's me with this Yeti thing. It holds about 20 ounces, right? 20 ounces. This cost me uh, 30 bucks. And it keeps my shit cold. Like, I could leave this here probably for two days, come back. This shit's still going to be cold. 30 bucks. You know, I guess if I wanted 10 more ounces and a cool straw... And for it to be a Camilla color, obviously I got to pay $630 more is what I'm being told by this picture. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I for one, am not. Uh, let me see what these comments say. Insecurity is at its finest. Look what I got. Uh, people are asking why, as they should. Next picture. Um, so Stanley Cups, obviously it's on StockX. Now, if you're unfamiliar with StockX, it's an app where people will buy um, I guess valuable 
uh, high-end market things and resell them. Like you can buy Versace stuff on there, Supreme stuff. A lot of people resell Nikes. And the thing with StockX is you send it to them, they buy it from you or, you know, they sell it or whatever. Uh, you can put it up there for sale. And the the gimmick is that the products they have have never been worn. Um, they're like dead stock is what they call it. So apparently these Stanley cups are supposed to be right out the box, never used, never washed. And that's why they're fucking this expensive. So you have one here that's $69, which apparently is wild because I'm, I'm told that the biggest size they got, the 40 ounces, are about like 40 or 50 bucks, right? So $69, the upsell, if it's out of stock, supply and demand, I get it. But now you got Starbucks getting in on that. So now you got these limited edition Starbucks ones. However, this is only 210, 40 ounces, holiday 2023. So, I mean, it's never going to be holiday 2023 again, right? So that's why they've been doing this. And CJ is right on the head with this shit. They've been doing this for a while with Starbucks. Them little tumbler things with the fucking rhinestones and the fucking S&M spikes on them and shit like that. They're all for this shit. This is what they do. This is exactly what they do. My brother's in here like, the fuck? What does this cup do? <laughs> exactly. I'm out here like, bro, if this thing ain't turning my water into Crown Royal, any flavor I want, I don't want it. I don't need it. 210? What are we doing out here? 30 ounces for 740 ounce, 180 sounds about right. The Fountain of Youth. Pink tax to another level. <laughs> Those are the, you know, <laughs> the pink tax. Astronomical. Through the fucking roof. Let's go to this next page. Um, so the flamingo quencher, 40 ounce, only 128. You got a what's this? Thule for 63, uh, watercolor dusk for 77, uh the watermelon moonshine too. You know what? Let me go to StockX real quick. Cause I just want to see. And uh bear with me here. Cause I, I just want to see for myself uh the fucking prices of these things, uh, if you guys don't mind. Uh, 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 cause this is, this is, um, not concerning, but it's making me look at myself in a different light. Cause my wife looks at me when I get these shoes. Right. And she's just like, what are you doing? I'm like, girl, you don't understand the value of these shoes. Like, yes, I paid two thirty for these, but what they're worth in a couple of years, you won't understand. She's looking at me like, you know what? I'm just like, woman, this shit is like the stock exchange. You buy low and you sell high, you sit and you wait. For the market to go up on these things, you sell them, and then you make a profit off these things. I'm earning us money. She's looking at me like, you got to be wilding out. Now I'm looking at Stanley Cup, right? I'm looking at Stanley Cup. Uh, so there's a Stanley on Amazon. That's $35, right? I'm looking. Oh, my God. A Stanley 40 ounce for $792. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? How a 40-ounce cup turned Stanley into a $750 million a year business. All right, let's go to their website real quick. Let us, let us dabble over here on the website. And I will share this with you guys so you can see what the fuck is going on over here with, uh, with Stanley. Do, 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 do. Present share screen. Share that Stanley footage. Add to the screen. Fuck it. We'll allow cookies. And then I'm going to delete them right after. Anyway, 
Uh, here we are looking at Stanley's website. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I am not subscribing. Uh, I want you to show me what you guys got and what the $50 for the 40 ounce tumblers. Um, still in stock. I'm guessing it's not saying out of stock. Um, you can get a 34 flip straw tumbler for 30, $35, 14, 14 ounce you get for 20. Um, I'm not seeing anything that is worth what they're doing. Uh, how about we go price high to low? A 64 ounce is 60 bucks. That is their highest one. Okay. Now, let us go to StockX.com. <laughs> Type Stanley. Oh, my God. Like the minute, the minute it's on this site, you know what the fuck's going on. You know what the fuck's going on. Like when it is on StockX, you know what the fuck is going on. Now you got these two here, right? So Target had a Valentine's Day exclusive and that shit was gone. I saw a video of motherfucking dudes was in there taking two. Like they didn't have one per customer. I ain't see no sign. Cass was in there wild. Let me see what this Starbucks one is. 421 of these were sold in the buy right now for 215. Last sold for 210. Now the crazy thing with StockX, you could come here and see the retail price. And then you can see the last sold for 210. So if I bought something for 50 bucks and resold it for 210, that's 160 bucks. Then I could just probably go right back to stanley.com and buy a regular one to keep my drink cold and have extra this shit is fucking brilliant when you think about it like if you are one of those people that were able to get this kudos to you kudos to you but then you look at the stanley x magnolia right now this one is up here for uh the lowest ass 300 right there's only one left and it's probably going to stay up there too for that price uh so whatever the is this magnolia like the cats from uh what you call it? Uh, HGTV. And uh, CJ probably has it right on the head with this shit. Real Housewives. Of, they they geared their market uh, towards a certain demographic. And that demographic has turned around and made these shits fucking astronomical, right? So let me just see what that Target exclusive one. Now, I will let y'all know. If I just happen to walk into my local Target and see one of these cups, I need y'all to mind y'all business, right? Mind your business and let me set my family up for financial freedom <laughs> by copying one of these things. <laughs> Yo, what you, oh, this is only 84 bucks. All right. I guess the, uh, the Target ones are not as, uh, in demand as the, uh, as the Starbucks ones. However, uh, I digress. Whoop. So um, I posted this in the group and I was educated uh, by a few. Um, yeah, so somebody's in the comments saying 50 to $70 is already high for a cup, but the rest is just eBay pricing. 
Uh, clearly you have never lost everything in a fire. And the only thing that survived was you and your Stanley cup. Was the ice still in it? It sure was. <laughs> and some people are telling me that this company has been around for a while and their main goal was to, uh, keep food hot for workers who would work long days in there, you know, so they packed their lunch in the morning and wouldn't be able to eat it till the afternoon. And it would keep the food either warm or their drinks cold, things like that. Um, but to resell a cup for that much, the, the confidence and the, the fucking, first of all, the, the ignorance to just be like, let me give this shit a shot. Let me, let me just try the fucking shit out. And the reason that they continue to do it is because the price, like somebody is buying it. So, um, that, that just, I, I just thought I'd share that with you. Like Stanley cups are really out here. Not, not the hockey national championship trophy, but, uh, the Yeti knockoff is really out here just just setting the drinking game on on fire. The Starbucks ones are the ones that set it off. Yep. You just won't walk into your local Target and see. I mean, you never know, man. Sometimes, bro, I went into Ross one time and saw a pair of uh, Kobe, uh, I think it was nines. Uh, they weren't in my size, obviously, uh, but they were in my daughter's size. And I'm just like, what the fuck are these doing in here? And now normally shoes like that don't end up in Target because like the stitching was messed up on one side or it's a factory defect and then they'll send it off or whatever. But I'm just like, you never know, man. I walk into a Target, go into a Ross and be like, oh shit, is this that Starbucks uh, winter 2023 exclusive in uh, Canela Pink or whatever that shit was? I just came up. We sound like we're a group that just minds their business. Danielle, I hate to inform you, the smoke pit don't mind its own business like we do to an extent. But if we really minded our business, would we really have a show? Would we really have a show? <laughs> no, we would not. So that's why that's why we're here. That's why we're here. What my man CJ say, Stanley is some dude with a belly as big as mine and more body hair. He got women across the world slurping him down every minute. <laughs> Oh, God damn. This is wild. However, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into why we are here. Now, um, we're going to get into the whose man's is this. And I'll, I'll just give you a preview like this. If you have not heard, there's a video. There's an interview uh, that has acquired over 17 million views in two days over on YouTube. That interview is one with Uncle Shay Shay. Unc, or as the government calls him, Shannon Sharp former Pro Bowl tight end in the NFL with both the Broncos and the Baltimore Ravens. He has a podcast called Club Shay Shay, uh, where he has people come on and he has a talk with them. And it's usually a very laid back, uh, informal, informal, however you want to put that, conversation. And it's a good time because it's just two people chopping it up. Uh, he recently had comedian Cat Williams on his program. And Cat Williams was just like, um, in 2024, we are going to scorch earth with all kinds of um, confessions, if you will. So at first I was off, you know, I'm just like, you know, talk your shit, cat, talk your shit, cat. But then as the conversation went on, uh, you had to start looking at cat like, um, you know, nobody's really good. Like you may have had me in the first half. Like I may have been believing you some things, but then the more you talked, um, 
the less uh, credible you became. So for that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going into our first Whose Mans Is This in the year 2024. And um, let me just make sure I have the YouTube stuff ret to go. So when, yeah, let me get, uh, close out this Magnolia Stanley stuff because uh, we over that. But, uh, yep, so I got it good to go. And apparently, apparently, no, we'll get into that once we bring, we start the segment. But, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you guys or bring you into the, uh, the, the 2020 verb, 2024 version of Whose Man's Is This? Featuring none other than Cat Williams. Hey, who man's is this? Cat Williams. Now I'm a I'm a I'm a start I'm gonna start this segment like this. Hear me out. And if you're listening to the audio version, you're not seeing the video. I just want you to in your car, at your desk, wherever you're at, answer this one question for me. What is the last time outside of this interview, if you've seen it, that you've seen Cat Williams out doing something? I'm just let that marinate. Just let that marinate. When is the last time <laughs> you saw Cat Williams out here doing something? Is all I'm going to say. Now, let me just say this just because he's not out in front of everybody on a TV, in a movie, doing whatever, that does not mean he's not out here being successful in life. My brothers in the comments say I'm a Cat Williams fan. He's funny. But there are times I feel like he's trying too hard. But Cat is trying to stay in the light. He's mad. I understand why he's mad, but step your game up. Uh, AD says he was getting his ass beat by that kid in the biblical <laughs> Now, if he went to biblical college, he probably would have caught a win. But he got his ass beat by that teenager. Netflix, I think. So for me, um, I think he kind of fell out of a lot. Like when not when Cat stepped out, first time I was aware of him was Friday. Was it Friday after next? I believe so. And um, he was playing Money Mike, and he did a, a that was a funny character, right? That whole movie um, is funny, but it's not like rewatchable, rewatchable. Like after a while. Uh, the character kind of plays itself off because he kind of ran that character into the ground. Um, that's just my opinion. Other people may like him. He had a couple of stand-ups, The Pimp Chronicles, hilarious, right? Probably one of the funniest stand-ups I've seen. Um, after that, not really checking for him too much. I feel he he kind of typed cast himself as a the pimp character. I know uh, throughout this interview, if you haven't watched it, he talks about uh, he's done 12 hour long standups. I've I know myself, I have watched two of them and they were both great. I've tried to watch a third one, but could not get through it because it was like, you know, it was on in the background. I wasn't sitting down watching it, you know, so. Maybe I'm missing because I haven't watched all the rest of his stand-up specials. Maybe he has some real hilarious ones. 
Um, I do know he is good at roasting people because he was on the radio show with that Wanda lady and she tried him and it didn't work out too well for him or for him, for her. <laughs> and uh, she got put in her place. But uh, real quick, I don't want to get into it because what I want to do is really focus uh, my my uh, Patreon only podcast for DFPN, uh, Make It Make Sense on the full uh, interview, right? I'm going to have timestamps. We're going to talk about it, all of this other stuff. What I want to do is go into the part where he starts losing credibility. Now, in this two-hour and 45-minute interview, at the 30-minute mark, Shannon Sharp starts asking him about his personal life and growing up. And this is where, this is where, see, when you got to switch the screens, I'm just like, I'm looking over here because usually this is where I have my internet up at. And then here's where the stream yard is at, right? So it makes it look like I'm looking at you. But now that shit is switched because I got to fucking do all this shit, right? It's fucking with me. But y'all know what I'm doing, right? Y'all feel me? Either way, Cat starts talking about himself and saying things that automatically make you know you're lying. Now, when you're looking at him, you're just like, is this a bit? Is this a skit? Is this a skit? Is he doing this for laughs? But his face is so serious. And Shannon Sharp, he's stuck. He like, do I laugh? Because he know he know Cat is lying, bro. Can we start with can we start off with how long a one-on-one interview? Two hours and 45. It is long. But like Shannon is trying to ask questions. Cat hijacked this whole thing. Cat hijacked this whole interview. You know? But um, I'm gonna go ahead and bring this up. And uh I'll say this. I have a couple of a couple of hats in here, as the young people say, caps. So I will say, uh, when I sense that he is capping, I will toss another hat on my head. I'm already wearing one, so uh, the first lie is on the house. But uh, as he continues his story, we'll we'll just see. And if I if you see me put on a hat, and you think it's uh, unjust. Like, I shouldn't have a hat. Like, you believe that this is a truth. I'll take the hat off. I'll listen to the comments. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> Keith already in here with the shit. Um, but let me go ahead and bring this up. And then uh, we'll get into the proceedings. Do, 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 do. And y'all let me know if y'all got audio and all that stuff. It says it should be rolling for you guys, but uh, you know how StreamYard be. Um, I, I, I was often confused because I knew things and I wasn't sure how I knew them. Um, I knew things that I f felt like I don't have a reason that I, I know this, but I, I love to read. Um, I was voracious because they told me when I was young that knowledge was powerful. Uh, that knowledge was power, and I, and I had studied powerful people, and I I um, I really believe that. I, I I immediately, my next project was to read the whole encyclopedia set. So when you're like six, seven years old, you read the whole encyclopedia set. You think you're one of the smartest people in the world, right. only to get out in the world and find out you don't know anything. You know, so it um. It was a it was a confusing time, but yeah, I had a childhood. I was I was grown, but I I at five years old I was in front of 
five, 10,000 people giving a performance with a full suit and tie on, you know what I mean? So yeah. it hasn't, it had, it, it, it came full circle um, for my life. I knew that the applause and um, the giving of information and laughs and truth to people somehow benefited them and also benefited you. And um, <clears throat> yeah, so when they would ask me what I wanted to be, everything that I would say that I wanted to be was something that didn't exist. And they would never give me credit for it because I needed to say, uh, a doctor or a lawyer, but that's not what I wanted to be. So your parents weren't as supportive as you would have hoped because you were wanting to be things when you got older that they had no knowledge of or it didn't exist at the time. No, it, it wasn't that. It, it was, um, I'm saying I'm... <clears throat> I'm almost a hundred years old right now, but if we go outside right now, I can run a four three forty, or or sub. I can do a four one six if I'm. Oh, there's Jimmy John's across the street. We can order a sub. <laughs> but um, oh, you've been on the submarine. That what you sub? So um, so back then it was even greater. So you got this guy that all the coaches want to play. Man, Cast, I don't do that. Hold on, because I'm. I'm five foot five in the fifth grade. I've been this size my whole <laughs> life. Like there was a portion of school where I was one of the big dudes. Like it, just, as soon as everybody caught their growth spurt, I was out of there. <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm saying I was a competitive individual. Mm -hmm. My father was an athlete. I can see like, that. Like, like, no, I've been 145 pounds my whole career. That's why I never bothered when they said, you cats on drugs. I knew, how you gonna prove that? <laughs> my body is a temple. I've been, I've been the same size since I was 10. Like, what do you, yeah, like, I, I, ha, I, haven't, I haven't changed off this pivot foot. This has always been who I was before stand-up or anything. But it was, a, um, it was an interesting childhood. I, I, I appreciate my parents, even though um, I couldn't live within the religious frameworks of right. what they had set up. Um, but that was more not wanting to live a double life and not want to embarrass my family. You know what I mean? Because I read where a form of punishment for you is that they would take books because you mentioned you were such a voracious reader and a form of punishment was when they would, would take the books for them because you could read fluently. You, you, you told me how at like three or four years old, you could read, 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 not, not just a, a little child's book, but you could read, read. Well, I'm saying when we when we go to Haiti to do missionary work, understand that my mother and my father, nobody that's there with us speaks French. And I mean, it speaks Creole and reads French. So I'm in charge of everything from the housing to the cars to the the gardener like I. I'm saying so. I'm not just reading. I'm reading in multiple languages. Like I'm probably, How do you I'm probably reading 3000 books a year from the time that I'm eight years old to the time that I'm 12. All right, as I put another hat on, I want you guys to consider what this man just said. He reads 3,000 books. <laughs> Taylor, you beat me to it. The man reads 3,000 books a year. There is, there is 365 days in a year. 
Do the math. Do the math. <laughs> you read it 10 books a day, my boy? <laughs> no, no, no. You talk about they picture books? Cat, please, sir, continue. No, no, no fiction books at all. I'm only reading nonfiction. You could drive. No fiction books, real ass books. <laughs> my man say 3,000 books a year. Where my phone at? We gonna figure out the average number of books this man read in a 24 hour period. I'm guessing he probably slept six hours. So 18 hours in, a, in your day. Cat Williams, how many books? Are you re oh boo my calculator went away? I gotta do it the old fashioned way. Huh, huh, huh. Three thousand books divided by three sixty five. My man, you were reading eight point two books a day. Eight point two books a day, my boy. Nonfiction, real ass books, encyclopedia type stuff. Cat, you're a genius, my boy. Shannon. Continue talking to this Rhodes Scholar about his journey and uh, growing into being the prodigy that he is today, sir. At 12, you received a full scholarship to the National Science Academy in Dayton, Ohio, but you failed, so you couldn't become, so you would become ineligible. Why didn't you want to take that opportunity? I didn't see it as an opportunity. When I got in there, all the students were wearing lab coats and it seemed very confined and restricted and nobody seemed like they were having fun. It just seemed like everybody was smart. I, I didn't want that. That, was, that wasn't what I was signing up for at all. And plus, um, I thought that I was, I, Jesus was my big homie. So you know how you get a story about a dude joined the gang and you get a big homie, right? Mm -hmm. Like at this particular point in my life, I'm, my thought is that the Bible is the greatest book that's ever been written, okay. that it houses the truth, and that it gives you this story of Jesus, and that I'm supposed to be like him. Okay. So I, it's already in my head that as soon as I get 13, I'm leaving. You, 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 at 13, you not only leave, like, okay. You see how it's hard for Shannon Sharp to, like, register this in his mind? You see how... You see how Shannon Sharp is just like, oh, you serious? Like, he was waiting for him to, like, laugh for the punchline, and Cat gets quiet. Shannon's like, you, you, look how he's looking at the camera right now, like, help me. <laughs> help me. <laughs> but wait, wait, the, the one before that, you got accepted to the National School of Science Academy in Dayton, Ohio. Why didn't you go there? Students were all wearing lab coats and bro, what? <laughs> let me let me look up this thing. Hold on, real quick. Let me look up this school, this national science school. This man is talking about. It's <laughs> when he said the name of it. It sounded so fucking artificial, like. You could drive at 12. You received a full scholarship to the National Science Academy in Dayton, Ohio. National Science Academy. 
Let me look this shit up. 12 seconds later. Now, hear me out, ladies and gentlemen. What would you say if I told you that there is no National Science Academy in Dayton? There is a Horizon Science Academy, um, a tuition-free public charter school, um, and that's the only one down there. Now, let me see if the kids here are wearing lab coats. They are absolutely not wearing lab coats all over the place. I feel like I didn't have to fact check that, but I did it anyway to prove a point. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm running out of caps here. But there's another part that I want you guys to hear. I think it's way later. You, 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 at 13, you not only like, okay, mom, I'm moving out. You moved from Ohio to Florida on your own. You weren't afraid. I mean, you like, did you, did you not have, so what were you going to, so what were you going to do when you got to Florida? Don't say I wasn't afraid. There's no such thing as a human being of not being afraid. Okay. There are certain human beings that understand that being afraid in no way stops you from doing what you got to do. Okay. So um, I, w I was afraid, um, but I couldn't be that afraid because I knew what had happened with Jesus. I knew how it worked out. I, I, I knew that I wasn't in the wrong with how I was feeling, and I knew that I, I didn't have any bad intentions in it. Right. So I trusted God that it would work out. Why Florida? Um, because I, if you're raised in Ohio, the one thing on your list is I'm going to get away from snow <laughs> and I'm going to get as far. I want to go. Tell me the place. I literally went to a truck stop and I asked all the truck drivers where they was going. And it was one guy going to California and it was one guy going to Florida. And they told me how long it was going to take. And so that's why I ended up in Miami. Because. How'd you get there? You caught a bus? Or no, I just told you. I was at the truck stop. I, so he you let hitchhike? Me, I got in. I didn't hitchhike. I got in the back of the dude's 18-wheeler, me and my Rottweiler puppy and my suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> because I was... Whoop. I ran out of all my caps, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, that concludes our cap or not portion. Um... I don't I don't even know. I don't even know what to say. Um here here's here's my thing. He's <laughs> take all these damn hats off, man. <laughs> Head heavy as fuck, man. Is this how I feel when people put weave in that shit? God damn. God damn. Shit. Here we go. This is much better. Neck started hurting all them goddamn caps on and shit. So, um, as you guys can see, a lot of his, I'm, let's just say this. Is it possible? Is it a possibility that everything he is saying is true because I cannot absolutely say it is a lie because I was not there to see it. I cannot say with all certainty, no, but I will be like, I will put a mortgage payment up 
against anybody who says that it is true. <laughs> if you catch my drift, in the court of law, I could not look this man in his eye and say, you are lying. But if I stepped out of the courtroom and somebody was to bet me money that he was telling the truth, I would take the bet and say he is lying and double my money. Easy. Easily. The shit that he is saying makes no fucking sense to me. So I'll leave it at that. The stuff he was saying in the beginning, some of it, because eh, I don't know, Hollywood is a weird ass place, right? Um, I'm sitting here as he, there's one part where he's like, I hated Ricky Smiley so much. I put in my contract moving forward. I won't be in a movie with him unless he's in a dress. What was his next movie? It was uh, First Sunday. Was he in a dress? Yes. Shannon's like, why the fuck would you have some random shit like that in your contract? Because he's more believable in a dress than he is as a man. Him and Tyler Perry uh, play better women than they do. They can play a man to save. I'm like, bro, stop it. Stop it. And, and, and I'm just, bro, I get it. Could you have been blackballed? Yes. Could people have been stealing your jokes? You do have a part in there, and I'll get to it when I do my uh, Make It Make Sense uh, podcast later this uh, next week. There's, there's evidence that you have done jokes prior to Kings of Comedy Cat, and people have taken those jokes and performed them in Kings of Comedy. So I'm not saying that uh, everything he's saying is a lie. But when you start trying to build yourself up like you were some prodigy on the come up, you know what I'm saying? Making yourself seem like you're some anomaly, which, bro, some people are put on this earth to be super special. Michael Jordan, uh, LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, like just very special. Uh, you can even say in the realm of probably a, a Bernie Mac who was a hilarious stand-up comedian and was kind of finding his way in, in Hollywood, being able to be accepted into wider Hollywood uh, to the point where, you know, uh, Matt Damon and, and George Clooney are willing to pick him up and put him in the Ocean's Eleven and things like that, you know, uh, roles that you weren't getting. Um, this man does say he's been in over 60 movies. Uh, and to check his IDMB. So I'm going to go ahead and do that real quick. And, you know, I'm not going to, do it in front of you guys, you know, because I'm a very, uh, you know, I, I know this man has some kind of pride and shit. So, you know, let me just go ahead and uh, IMDB this shit. Uh, search Cat Williams. Uh, he also said that Steve Harvey isn't in movies because he doesn't have range, the same range as he does. And so I also want to use this IDMB to uh, see the range uh that cat williams has in all of his his uh his his uh his roles if you will uh, i'm not doing this to be petty all right i'm not doing this to be petty look at you guys <laughs> oh my god oh my god um where are we at here i want to see what you were known for as an actor not a writer or a producer. Just let me see, let me see what you were acting in. Um, so he was in Atlanta for two episodes. So if he's claiming that's a thing, and he played a homeless person, uh, he called it a a helpless vagabond. Uh, he was in For the Love of Money, which is rated four point three. Uh, he played a character called Pastor G. 
Uh, he was in the house next door, Meet the Blacks, in 2021 as Dr. Mama Walde uh, 4.0. He was in Two Minutes of Fame in 2020, which was rated a 5.4. Uh, he was in one episode of The Last OG. Uh, he was in a movie called Jack Boys. Uh, he was in Blackish for one episode. Uh, Father Figures uh, as a hitchhiker. Uh, American Bad Boy as a character called The Bruce, rated 3.8. School Dance as Darren, which was rated 4.6. Scary Movie 5 as Blaine, 3.5. Uh, the Obama Effect, he played Martin Luther King in 2012, which is rated 1.9. Uh, he was in a I'm a Wild Boy music video uh, with Machine Gun Kelly and Waka Flocka. Uh, he was in Cats and Dogs. He voiced Seamus, uh, which I think is the villain in that one. Uh, he was, bro. What? Range? What? How dare he? Now, let me not downplay him. Maybe acting. Oh, he was also in Norbit, Friday After Next, Epic Movie, which is a uh, uh, 2.4, by the way. Friday after next is a 5.8, but we all know it's a it's a hood classic, right? Um, he won one primetime Emmy. Let me see his uh his wins here. Uh he won an Emmy, oh, as an outstanding guest actor in a comedy series in Atlanta. Uh wow, good for him. He won a Teen Choice Award back in 20 or 2007 as a choice comedian. And uh all his other awards were for his role as Willie in uh, Atlanta. So congrats. Good for him. Um, Again, uh, I don't want to get too into it because, like I said, I'm going to do it uh, for my Make It Make Sense uh, show. But y'all let me know. And, and then I put a post. Uh, we put a post up in the, the fan group as far as do you feel that Cat Williams is a comedy great? Because he keeps talking about these other comedians lying in order to put their names up there with the greats. Obviously, I ain't mad at it. You know, if you got that confidence, you feel your swag, you feel like you're that guy. Um, you know, talk about yourself. Talk your shit. You up there. But I went with the fans and I was just asking, do you guys feel like he's one of the greats? Uh, the majority of people say yes. It's not like an overwhelming majority. But my thing is this, I, I feel like I can't consider him as the greats, one of the greats, and it's hard for me to put anybody in the quote-unquote greats um, category if they are still alive, if you're not continuing to do stand-up. Um, so when you say kings of comedy, I would say probably DL would be considered one of the greats because he's still out touring, doing comedy clubs and stuff. Uh I believe Bernie Mac probably would not have been doing stand-up. He'd probably be more in movies. Uh, he was a fantastic comic. Uh, God rest his soul. Uh, his his deaf comedy jam and his his set on Kings of Comedy are legendary. However, I cannot say he is one of the greats. And I know it's hard for people to hear because, you know, when somebody passes, you automatically want to level them up into that category. But no disrespect to Bernie. Uh, was he the funniest of the four? By far. Which one do I feel probably could have had a longer and more profitable run as a stand-up? Bernie, way more than DL, but DL is still out here. 
Um, Patrice O'Neal, I feel like Patrice O'Neal could have been up there. He was trending that way. He was still doing stand-up and kind of being, he was on the office, you know, so Hollywood was accepting him a little bit, uh, but he passed away. Um, so I feel like as he was still doing stand-up, he was trending in the upward direction and he passed. Uh, he could have been one of the greats. Um, Chappelle, obviously one of the greats. Richard Pryor, one of the greats. Um, Martin was one of the greats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's all objective. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that you can't not like. If he is one of your greats, cool. Uh, I love the first two Pimp Chronicles. Um, you know, he was hilarious in that. I couldn't get enough of it. But after a while, I'm just like, bro, you're 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 just Money Mike right now. You're saying you have range, but every time you hit the stage, you're Money Mike. You're not Cat Williams. So that's just how I feel about it. Um, no offense to Cat, do your thing, my guy. Uh, wish you nothing but the best. But um, if you haven't watched that interview, it's it's very it's very telling. You kind of get a glimpse inside of the psyche and figure out is it just hate? Because I feel there's some truth to what he's saying about the the clique of uh, successful black comedians. Um, but again, at the same time, um, you know, he ain't really saying nothing about Dave. He's just going after these these the low hanging fruit, I would guess. So that's just my my take on it. Uh, again, not trying to downplay anything my man is doing. Wish him nothing but the best. Yada yada yada. Um, now I think it's time to get into. Uh, our bracket review. I just need to make sure I have the correct brackets uh, pulled up. And let me tell you, um, I'm sure you guys know what the bracket is by now. Um, the first, this playing bracket, this this playing round. I'm not really too too worried about it. Um, but this round, this is, this is when feelings are going to come involved and I will start judging people hella hard based on what the fuck it is you choose. Now, without further ado, it is time for the smoke pit bracket review, uh, or bracket update. So, uh, let's get into it. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, bracket update. So this year, uh, we're kicking it off. I don't know if you could tell uh, if you're a member of the Smoke Pit Podcast fan group. Looking at the cover photo or if you follow the Smoke Pit Podcast page on Facebook, the profile picture as well. Uh, we are very Nick-centric for the next few weeks because we have a bracket going on right now. We're trying to figure out what was the best show that Nickelodeon put on? Now, we went as far back as like the 80s with the Nick Jr. shows. We talk about Pinwheel. We talk about Eureka's Castle. And we're all the way as forward up now as the SpongeBob, uh, the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We talk about Nick Jr. shows with Dora. We talking about the Thundermans, these new sitcoms they got going on. So it's it's a wide range of shows because we have a wide range of ages that are uh, part of the Pitmaster family over in the fan group. So first of all, thank you guys for doing that. Second of all, 
Uh, let's kind of run through these reviews real quick. Bring up this screen. So we're going to look at bracket numero uno. So over here on the right, or actually the left, if you will, are play-in rounds, right? So these are the teams or these are the shows that are trying to get in there and, and, and get with the heavy hitters. Now, these were all ranked according to the IDMB uh, ratings. Um, trying to go back and forth between Rotten Tomatoes and IDMB. I think IDMB is a little bit more realistic as far as that goes. But, of course, you're going to have your favorite shows that critics and those raters over there on IDMB uh, or IMDB don't really mess with. So looking over here, we got Think Fast, which was a Nickelodeon game show going up against Cat Dog. Me, personally, I wasn't a fan of Cat Dog. It was one of those cartoons where I'm just like, there's no real rhyme or reason to this. It's just some weird-ass character that that's out here right uh the group wanted cat dog to move on so it did uh we moved on to Gullah Gullah island and fanboy and chum chum Gullah Gullah island is going on to the next round going up against welcome freshman just to let you know cat dog has the honor of going up against the number one rated show nickelodeon's ever put on its airwaves avatar the last airbender am i smelling an upset not really not really if that does happen, will I have to question the existence of the Smoke Pit Podcast fan group? 100%. So, again, we'll just play it by ear and see what happens. So, again, uh, we got teen My Life as a Teenage Robot uh, losing to Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, the next round matchup is the number 16 seed, the game show Finders Keepers, up against Rise of the TMNT. Uh, we had the Backyardigans and their uh, underrated bops beat out the Thundermans. They'll be going up against Drake and Josh. Uh, they are the 17th seed. Uh, Blues Clues beat out Little Bill. I saw some people vote for Little Bill, even though they knew what Big Bill did. That's cool. But as a kid, you didn't know at the time. So, you know, you let it ride. You let it ride. Um, So that'll be going up again. Blues Clues will be going up against the number eight seed, Are You Afraid of the Dark? So be prepared for that. Uh, hey, dude, beat out the Haunted Hathaways. They'll be going up against 25-seed Roundhouse, which was all that before all that. Uh, Zoe 101 beat out the Brothers Garcia. They'll be going up against the 9-seed Legends of the Hidden Temple. And the uh, Temple Guards that were scared the shit out of kids when they'd be running through. That was the best part of, <laughs> of Legends of the Hidden Temple. It's like you're just like, oh, man, she about to get shook. She only got half pinned in life, too. She about to be out of there. Anyway. Uh, we had Ni Hao, Kai Lan beat out uh, Tan Tina? Tana? I don't know. I thought it was Tania, but I, I re-looked it and the spelling is the right way. T-I-T-A-I-N-A. -I -A. Uh, anyway, it lost, so who cares, right? Ni Hao, Kai Lan uh, is going up against Nickelodeon Guts, and Nickelodeon Guts is uh, one of my, my favorite shows that Nickelodeon ever did in its life. Huh, moving on, we got All Grown Up, the Rugrats spinoff, going up against a variety show called Wienerville, hosted by a dude named Andrew Wiener. Um, thank God that show did not continue or move on. So now All Grown Up is going up against Penguins of Madagascar, which is the number 21 seed. The Loud House beat Team Umizumi and is going up the number 12 seed, TMNT, from the 2012 version, which was a very well done uh, uh, storytelling of the TMNT. Uh, Kind of followed the comics to an extent, but not too much because it is a Nickelodeon show and the comics are kind of dark. So, uh, however, I did enjoy that series. 
The Angry Beavers beat out School of Rock, and they'll be going up against the 28th seed Rugrats. Yes, that is right. Rugrats was the 28th highest rated show in Nickelodeon history. I know you guys don't believe it because it ran for so long, but it is what it is. All right, Carly obviously beat out Big Time Rush, and they'll be going up against the number five seed Salute Your Shorts, which is a crowd favorite, or I'll say a cult favorite, because I don't know if everybody fucked with it like I did. But uh, I know in the circles that I roll in, uh, Salute Your Shorts is very, very uh, appreciated. Tough Puppy beat Harvey Beaks. I know none of these fucking shows, but it is going up against Ren and Stimpy Show, which, unpopular opinion, I didn't really fuck with. Uh, it was a show that I tried to watch. It was going for that gross-out humor, and I'm just like, bro, you're following up fucking Doug and Rugrats with this shit? I'm over it. Because, uh, believe it or not, I was not a fan of, like, Beavis and Butthead either. It's, it's weird. Like, I felt like my sense of humor was, like, very mature for my age. But then I'm sitting here watching fucking Doug and Rugrats just, just having a fucking ball. Anyway, uh, Victorious beat out Mr. Meaty. It'll be going up against the 13th seed, Get the Picture. Uh, ah, Real Monsters beat out Dora the Explorer. They'll be going up against Ned, the Classified School Guide for Survival or Survival School Guide. Uh, and Ned beat out Breadwinners. Now, if you're not aware, uh, Ned's Declassified, the cast of that show have a podcast. And they, bro, they had a podcast where they was talking about how wild they was behind the scenes. So um, that is why I voted for Ned's. No big deal. Uh, and Allegra Castle beat out Cat Scratch to go up against the number four seed, The Adventures of Pete and Pete. So that is bracket number one. Now let's get into bracket number two, which is the bottom half of the bracket. And we will walk down that one. And then we'll be set up for round two of uh, our voting, which will start tomorrow at noon. So we had Wild Thornberries beat out Chalk Zone. They'll be going up against show or seed number two, Invader Zim, uh, which was a great show. Nez Declassified have been revealing some hidden truths. Yeah, bro, Nez Declassified has been out there, Daniel. Wild and Crazy Kids beat out Pig, Goat, Banana, Cricket, which I had no idea what the hell that was. So I'm glad Wild and Crazy Kids won. Uh, the other show got zero votes. What would you do? Beat out Romeo, uh, as it should. Uh, so they'll be going up against Wild and Crazy Kids. Keenan and Kel, the 15th seed, was waiting on the winner of Legends of Awesomeness, the Kung Fu Panda movie spinoff. And Henry Danger, uh, Legends of Awesomeness won, so they'll be going up against Keenan and Kel. Hey Arnold, sitting at 18, is going up against the winner of Figure It Out and Casa Grande's Figure It Out won that one, so they'll be going there. SpongeBob at the 7th seed is going up against Rocket Power. Rocket Power beat out Unfabulous. All that at 26 is going up against Danny Phantom now. Danny Phantom beat out Sanjay and Craig. Rocco's Modern Life sitting at number 10 is going up against Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Jimmy Neutron beat out As Told by Ginger in that first round. And Nick Arcade, the video game, the gamers show, the show for gamers. Number 23 seed is going up against the Mystery Files of Shelby Woo that beat out Nicky, Ricky, Dicky, and Don, whatever that show was. The Mighty B is going up against the Secret Road of Alec Mack after beating the journey of Alan Strange. Uh, the Winx Club could not get it done, even with all their superpowers against the show 15. And now 15 will be going up against Kablam, in my opinion, a very underrated show. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. 
The Fairly Odd Parents going up against Doug. Doug is the 27th show. Uh, so this one could be pretty interesting because I know there's a lot of Fairly Odd Parents fans out there. Cousin Skeeter beat out a show called It's Pony to go up against My Brother and Me, the number six overall rated show. Uh, Clarissa Explains It All was down there at 46 for whatever reason, going up against a Nick Jr. show that was very, very highly rated as Allwald, Allswald. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, True Jackson beats out 100 Ds for Eddie McDowd to go up against Nick Jr. Classic Pinwheel. Eureka's Castle beats Go Diego Go to go up against the juggernaut of Double Dare. And the Amanda Show will be going up against The Legend of Korra, which is the number three seed. So The Legend of Korra and Avatar The Last Airbender, one seed, two seed, uh, not respectively. Uh, obviously, Avatar is the uh, number one seed. But... Uh, we're looking at this. Some people have predicted it's going to be an Avatar versus Korra finals. Um, other people are kind of looking at this bracket. Maybe Double Dare gets in there. I'm looking to see uh, what shenanigans shake out. But this is the real round. This is when uh, all these votes start counting. The play-in round is in. So it's more like what team, what show is going to get in to lose to these favorites. But we'll see what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is our bracket update. Uh, so like I said, voting will take place starting tomorrow at noon. The bracket should be up. This is a sneak peek of it. So kind of think about what your votes are going to be. Obviously I know what mine are going to be. And, uh, let's go ahead and get back into the show so we can wrap it up with some final shots and thoughts, huh? It's getting late. Your boy got things to do out here, you know? I love all these segues. So final shots and thoughts, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I just want to say thanks for rocking with your boy. Um, these shows are always tough going solo. I think going the first Friday, having all the comments, having all the viewers um, makes the show easier for me because it's like I have a co-host uh, being you guys. You see that? And uh, I appreciate it 100 um, percent. You guys make this uh, a joy to do. I look forward to it every week. And this week was no different. When it comes to the uh, final shots and thoughts, I want to say uh, if you're not a member of the Patreon, like I said, look in the description. The link is in there. Uh, lowest $3 a month you can get in there. Uh, you get to the $10, $15, $20 tier. You're able to tap into the live stream every Friday. Um, as soon as the live stream is done, obviously we put it up for the rest of the Patreon. So you will get the show two days earlier than it would be if you waited for it to come out on YouTube. I want to say tomorrow we do have some... Uh, uh shows planned for you or one show uh the queens of nerdum uh our very own tay and jen they will be doing a season two wrap-up of what if uh all episodes are out on disney plus right now if you don't have it um if you have not seen it kind of avoid it until you do see it because they will be i don't say deep diving but giving a a a nice critique of each episode and probably diving into some of their fan theories and what they think uh, is coming up next. So the Queens of Nerdum have been rocking with us. This will be their first episode of 2024. Uh, can't wait to see it. I know they're going to kill it. 
I will be on the road headed up to Fredericksburg, and uh, I cannot wait to check out and get their thoughts. Um, if you are a Patreon member, you saw the DFPM Weekly, and you know that Black Mac was supposed to be joining him to give his thoughts too, but like we stated earlier, he is on the road. But I know Jen and Tay will do the damn thing. And Danielle, look, she, ah, go Q-O-N. Exactly. Danielle knows what's up, so get like Danielle and get on the uh, the the train with the rest of us, the bandwagon, and uh, check in. Um, I think it'll be going on at 8 Eastern uh question mark there is an event on their page so if you're not following their page just search queens of nerdum go over there click the button join the group answer a couple questions and as long as you answer the questions we would have no problem bringing you into the group now if you get in and start acting like an ass you'll be out the group that's not my decision that's theirs i follow. that's their group that's their world i just live in it i'm just happy to be a part of their community <laughs> but please check them out um as stated um i got a patreon exclusive show uh it used to be uh if you know if you've really been rocking with dfpn for a while i had a podcast it was just a solo show called i said what i said don't at me um that's kind of been on the back burner for a while since smoke pit kind of took off trying to do two shows uh, was a lot, but the fact that we now have the Patreon uh, exclusivity uh, that gives me the chance to just put out a couple shows a month, sit back, put my thoughts together. It's kind of a show where it's it's just me and I can do my own thing on there. So make it make sense is coming out first episode. I'm delving into this uh, Cat Williams beef with all these other comics, giving my point of view on it. Uh, granted, I am not a card carrying active stand up comedian. It is an aspiration of mine. I want to get back into it. So I sit back and kind of watch and see what these comedians do. So I'll give my thoughts on that. When that show is going to be out, I don't know. If you're a Patreon member, you'll get the heads up, all that good stuff. So um, we got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, first of all, if you're rocking with us, please send thoughts and prayers uh, to two of our very own uh, Kimberly Waters, uh, host of the patio with Kim, and uh, my man E. Smitty, Emerson Smith, over there, uh, co-host of Breaking Down the Classics and the host of the Real Food Podcast. Uh, going through some things at the time that can use some positive thoughts and some encouragement. So if you follow them, if you're in the group, drop something in there, give them some encouragement, some positivity uh, as we move forward as a group. Uh, USDN, uh, expect a new logo review, a whole revamp. They got that going on over there. Uh, my man, Jeffy Jeff, is working that. And then, of course, the No Gimmicks crew, my man Frank D and my man uh, uh, Black Mac. Obviously, they'll be back in it as well. So we got a lot of things cooking over here on DFPN. We're just going to keep our head down, push it forward, uh, continue to collaborate, and uh, kind of just giving the audience what they want. So if there's something that you want to see that we can provide, make sure you let us know. All that good stuff. But outside of that, um, Patreon members, like I said, the new merch is dropped in Teespring. Uh, at the end of the show, I'll be dropping a discount code in the Patreon exclusively for you guys to get uh, that gear at a discount, right? So we want you guys to rock the merch, but we don't want you to bust your pockets because you're already doing that supporting us on the Patreon side. And we love you for that. So uh, expect that. That's one of the perks you guys get. Uh, that's pretty much the show. I'm done. I didn't even finish my look at that. I was very responsible. I thought I was going to be out here alone and unafraid. I was like, man, I came out here. Look, 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 look. 
I came out here with the big boy. I was like, let's see what happens. First show back, baby. Let's see what. But I was responsible out here, huh? Y'all seen it. This is video evidence. Responsible drinking, ladies and gentlemen. It can be done. But uh, I'm the homie Mac, a.k.a. your boy, half of the dynamic duo. And uh, as my man uh, Black Mac would say, thanks for joining us. Season 5 premiere, episode 124, The Smoke Pit. Um, you guys have been great. Thank you again. We'll be seeing you next week. Hopefully the dynamic duo is back. But until then, as the homie Black would say, have love, make sex, peace. Welcome to the smoke pit. It's Friday night. Come and take a load off. Come sit in the smoke pit. It's time for us to show off. It's been a long week. Come relaxing. Get some lapsing. And let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Because I got questions. I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac, welcome to the smoke pit.